this is our first official episode of our new uh, video podcast. Uh, just to kind of give everyone the rundown. Um, so today we're going to start off with a little segment we like to call experiences that suck. Or maybe they don't. Really just, you know, what's going on in the real world, what we've observed, what we've experienced ourselves. Why was it bad? What could be better? You know, I mean, us designers and CXers in the world, we're always looking for things to change. So one to curse. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, we're going to go through a couple examples. And then, um, you know, weekly we want to we've got a topic on our mind that we want to bring to the bring to the masses and and talk through. And so. Paul, as our resident subject matter expert, you know, we're, uh, we're going to pick your brain here and we're really excited to be able to, to bring that to the team. And then uh, we'll just kind of wrap it up. So just here to have some fun and learn a little bit. So let's do it. All right. So let's start with our experiences that suck. Uh, Paul, uh, I know that, you know, we just came back from the holiday break and, uh, as we were talking, you had a couple of things that you might want to tweak or, you know, completely throw away. So what, uh, you know, what's up, man? Tell me, tell me what happened. <laughs> it was a shopping season, lots of interactions with companies. I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit of a curse, I think, to be a customer experience person because you're always looking, actually one, one com uh, company called it clues. You always no clues of whether people were thinking about the customer experience and designing it for consumers um, or not. You know, you know, when you look at the, uh, uh, in a hotel, you see the toilet paper folded under and the sink, you know, the, the thing is done. Clues that the, the, someone was thinking about the cleanliness of the hotel. So um, um, I had a couple of experiences that uh, made me go, hmm. Um, one, I, I'm a Chase customer. I actually like Chase quite a bit. Uh, but on a, every three months, they make there's a five percent activation rate, and they make me go to the site and click on that and activate it every three months for things like you know mostly things that I don't use that are not the high high expenditure things groceries and gas. Um, yeah, I spend I spend a little bit there, but it made me go hmm because I thought, well, why are you making me activate this? Why don't you just do it yourself? It sent me to a completely different site, so I made it, yep. uh, made me think about spam and so forth. Lots of clues there that they weren't necessarily thinking a lot more about themselves um, and making it difficult for me than making it easy. Totally. Um, probably the other one that was uh, a highlight, uh, highlight in my mind was uh, our, our FSAs, or health, the health savings, I actually don't even know what it means, the FSA. We have to, we've got savings accounts for, uh, for health. And they make you spend everything at the end of the year. And I got to the end of the year and I thought, gosh, I've been healthy this year. I, last year I was not healthy and I put too little <laughs> in there and didn't have enough. This year I put a lot more in and I, we were all healthy. And, and it's a, a use it or lose it. And I thought to myself, someone has not designed this to the way the reality, the real world works. So I found myself scrambling, um, buying things that I didn't need or uh, all, all this stuff, being incredibly frustrated because it was really hard. Um, sometimes you need paperwork, sometimes you don't for various different things. So experiences that made me go, someone's yeah. not thinking about the end consumer uh, or the end customer in mind. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, well, and especially 2017 just kicked off with uh, you being sick. So I hope you uh, included some additional spend for this year. Of course, this this year I put, you know, I went the other direction right. and put way too little in it, and uh, and the kids have been sick, and, uh, and I've been sick, and my wife. Yeah. Sick, so. 
Well, hopefully everyone's healthy now. Um, good, good. Yeah. So my, I had my own little experience, uh, just wrapped up a project in, uh, good old Topeka, Kansas, been making the trek back between Kansas city and midway on our, on our, uh, CX friends, uh, Southwest airlines. Uh, and you know, I noticed, uh, an experience that was kind of like, Hmm, it, again, made me, made me kind of think and pause. And, uh, you know, for us, A-listers and those that are early B's, not usually an issue, but for those who are late B's and C's, everyone these days are checking, uh, they're not checking their backs, they're bringing them on. But when you're uh, late B's and C's, you're typically heading to the back of the plane because, uh, as everyone knows, Southwest, you don't need uh, your assignments for seating, but they all have their bags. And then all of a sudden, it's all, uh, the, the baggage compartments are completely full, and now they got to trek all the way back through the aisle, which ha already has people to drop off their bag at the front. And then they got to make their way to the back of the plane again. So it seems like a pretty, um, you know, not necessarily a thought through experience. And, uh, you know, maybe it's something that they could tweak, not necessarily have to redesign an entire plane. Based there, on there's got to be a huge opportunity to redesign that whole experience. You know, the, the thought that actually I am rewarded to get on the plane first and carry my bags myself, it doesn't even seem like a reward to me to, to get on first and do all of that kind of stuff. You've got a better baggage handling uh, mechanism, and um, I get aboard the plane last, and I don't have to carry my bags. That's got to be a better experience overall. So exactly. I don't know, there's, some, there's some funny things in the marketplace yeah. right now. But again... Funny things are, are good opportunities for someone to get it right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's move on to our next topic, uh, which is our weekly topic. And uh, for this first podcast, we wanted to kind of start at the beginning. Uh, as my uh, daughter found out from uh, her new favorite movie, Sound of Music, you always go to the beginning. Um, and for us as CX uh, designers, uh, that's design thinking. Um, I know this is something that you've uh, spent a lot of time and, uh, you know, a passion of yours. And so I was thinking that we could maybe uh, explore that topic with you a little bit today. Perfect. Right after we talked about uh, design de <laughs> experiences that suck. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> how can we redesign those? Let's let's figure out, you know, how we can actually use design thinking to uh, to make changes. So. Um, I'll just start off with this. What is design thinking? Uh, you know, we hear a lot of these buzzwords um, that are out there and uh, one that keeps popping up is design thinking. So, you know, what is, what is it, Paul, for those that don't know? Yeah, so design thinking, uh, um, you're right. There's a lot of buzzwords and I, I think about design thinking, lean startup, agile. There's, you know, there's a lot of interrelationships between those kinds of things. Design thinking has been around for a while, and it's literally it's 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 really in a, a a process for intentionally designing something for customers um, or designing for humans. Really, it's human-centered design, but it's a process. It thinks about us all as designers, um, and design is not necessarily just the pretty things or the packaging, the the graphic design, and all of those types of things. Everything that we all do is about design. We design processes, we design policies, we design outreach, we design websites, we do, we do a whole bunch of things. We do design the technology and the, 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 the technology architecture that's underneath. The idea is that we are all designers, and, and, but we don't always, um, we're not all practiced in the, in, the, in the methodologies. We don't necessarily even have a process for designing. 
Um, and so design thinking is about how do you take what's great and what people have done within the design world and, and bring that to all of us in our everyday jobs um, to, again, think about who's involved with it, uh, with, with um, you know, who's impacted by the, the design you're, you're, you're creating. How do you bring them into a process earlier? How do you um, prototype and get in front of someone earlier? Um, it's about iteration. It's about failing faster. So again, design thinking is a way of capturing capturing that. It's it's uh, uh, it was a, a number of people have coined it, but the the president of a, a company called IDEO, uh, Tim Brown, mm -hmm. was probably one who made it most famous in the in the past years. Um, and again, it's it's an approach to thinking about complex problems that we're doing, and how do you bring all of those actors in? How do you design, prototype, design, iterate? Um, um, you know, fail faster, get customers uh, close closer to it. So, how does that relate to CX? And, and obviously, we talked about customers from a designing, but you know, how do we um, how do we bring it in in terms of the work that we're doing with CX, and 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 why is it so important? So, that really, it's design thinking and a, and a set of methodologies that come with design thinking. That is how we intentionally design experiences. So we use design thinking tools and we use a design thinking process um, to create either, either fix broken um, experiences or design entirely new experiences. Okay. And so uh, I think some folks internally have uh, heard Deepin as maybe our design thinking methodology and wanted to see if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, exactly. Design thinking is our methodology for designing experiences. So, um, and we we essentially um, grabbed that, adapted it from the Stanford Design School. Stanford Design School has a method, a, a process. In many ways, just like Lean has a process, or Six Sigma has a process for designing, uh, you know, manufacturing lines or mm -hmm. business processes and so forth. The design thinking world has a, a somewhat similar but evolved process for designing experiences. Um, they all look and feel relatively the same. Uh, we took it from Stanford Design School. Um, it's not exactly the same, but those steps um, from defining what the what defining what problem we're trying to solve is the first is the D and deepen. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes companies define the problem from their own perspective. You know, we want to increase click-throughs or we want to increase loyalty or we want to increase engagement we want to increase we want to decrease costs how you define a problem is ultimately how you design a solution we want to reframe that problem away mm -hmm. from the internal perspective to well what's the problem that the customer is trying to, to solve how do we define it from their, their perspective because we'll get to business results through really focusing on, on, on that. So we, we start with the definition. There's empathy with, is, the, is the E in Deepin. It's about getting close to customers, getting um, embedded with them. So doing customer research, um, envisioning. It's about in, uh, ideating. And um, um, there's always more than one way to skin a cat. So, um, But again, before envisioning, a lot of times we as consultants love to go straight to the solution. Backing up and saying, well, what's the problem? How do I define what the problem is? And empathize with customers, understand what their perspective is, 
gives us a lot of fodder for uh, going in and, and, and then envisioning a solution. And then planning. How do I plan? Um, you know, I can't always do everything I want. What's the business case? You know, we do a lot of that. And then it's about enacting. But it's a circular kind of thing. It's iterative. Um, I don't want to necessarily um, assume that I'm going to define the right problem or, or, or create the, first, the right solution in the beginning. So, you know, the sooner I get into a market, get it in front of people, test it, prototype it with a low resolution prototype, iterate and increase that resolution um, to a final answer. But um, that's kind of the process. And our deepened process is, is, is literally a, a, you know, that design thinking process. Awesome. So I know that um, you know in 2017 we've got some new go to uh, go to market messaging and kind of where we're focusing this idea of issues based consulting and there were a couple of key ones. Yeah. So how does design thinking maybe support and specifically creating an agile customer centric organization to different to help our clients differentiate on customer experience? Yeah, super. You know, again, in, in my mind, design thinking, agile, very, very similar. You know, companies, the, the reason that design thinking is so popular and why agile is so popular, lots of new capabilities out there. Customers' behaviors are changing because other companies are, 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 are you know, um, um, taking advantage of these new capabilities. Companies are trying to move faster um, in the marketplace and be, you know, it's not, I don't have two years to really test and try to think because the technology is going to be changed and my window of opportunity is going to go away. So companies are trying to get closer to customers. They're trying to work faster. They're trying to take advantage of, uh, of, of new capabilities to do um, um, to, to serve customers and deliver value. There's new competitors coming in, so mm -hmm. you have to work fast. So this issue based, you know, of how do you become more agile? is exactly what design thinking tries to get at and, and I think is going to support, you know, we're going to use design thinking, you know, call it, again, words are just words. Right. Call it design thinking, call it agile. The, the, the kind of core methodologies and the processes will be very, very similar. Of How do you get close to customers? How do you bring customers into a, a design process? You know, again, whether I'm rolling out CRM or a new um, ERP solution or, um, you know, a, a new engagement strategy. How do I bring customers in sooner? How do I prototype something so mm -hmm. that I can get it in front of customers and learn from that? It's about building to learn. Um, you know, those are all 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 elements that you know we'll, we will you know that that will fit really nicely into a, a whole message around agile transformation. Awesome, that's great. Yeah, I think um, you know a lot of folks don't necessarily know what design thinking is or how you would apply it so I think this was a, a really good kind of introduction to that and something that I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot more over the next year so appreciate the rundown on that well right. thanks for uh, setting up the time uh, I think this was a great first uh, video cast and hopefully people have found it uh, uh, you know, uh, something new that they've learned and a little, and uh, a little entertaining at least. And, uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, uh, making 2017 very much more, uh, you know, different way to get some of this information out to the team. So, uh, appreciate it. And, uh, we'll talk later. Great. Happy to spend some time All right. with you. Happy new year. Everyone. Happy new year. Take care.